slot, just a short disclaimer for you today. We're going to be talking about some sensitive issues, and as always, there's going to be a little bit of swearing in here. To remind you, we're not associated with Fremantle, Foxtel, Showcase, or Wentworth, so our opinions are our own. Enjoy! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the slot. It's been a while. I, I know you guys missed us. How you doing? So here I am, Hannah, with my buddy Al. Say hi, Al. Hello. And we have a special episode that we'd like to chat about. So yeah, I wanted to talk about Black Lives Matter because, um, and we should have done it before now, um, but further to our kind of activity on Instagram and stuff, and now that it's slipping out of people's, the forefront of people's minds, I think it's quite important for us to do it now. So I want to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, how it's impacted you, Hannah, in the US, um, and just talk about a little bit about what we can do um, as people, as uh, fans of Wentworth, as podcast people, what we do, as people using social media, and as people with privilege, what we can do. Yeah, I agree. But as you've noticed that a lot of people who can do something with the exception of a few, there's some that I'd like to call out in good terms. Um, there's Matt Montgomery. He played, uh, I forgot his name, the officer who got, what's her name, pregnant in um, uh, Orange yes. is a New Black. And he also played the scrawny, well, he wasn't scrawny, he looks good. He plays the uh, law student who had the rich daddy in uh, How to Get Away with Murder. He's a mm -hmm. great guy. Uh, I follow him on instagram he does a lot of soul searching and he does call out a lot of people so much and many props to him there's other people especially in our fandom like nicole da silva daniel cormack they have been very outspoken in this regards of course mm -hmm. you know, and zoe tarakis as well Yes, yes. Um, Rodaway Hick has always said something as well. And of course, Leah Purcell has spoken. Mm -hmm. So good on them. And there, are, there have been a lot of people using social media and talking about this in the way that it needs to be talked about. And um, there have also been people that haven't and it's noted and we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, I'd like to talk about what we can do with our platform okay we're a small podcast like you know we're actually quite a small fandom so i want to make sure i'm putting the right things out there oh yeah of course the thing with me is i'm not really an instagram person i don't do instagram facebook and i do apologize for that i know for me i i was very worried about what to put on social media i'm just going to rearrange my chair so sorry if you heard a creaking it's creaking under my lockdown weight um oh lord <laughs> but um so this is something that I was really worried about as well as like being wrong. I was worried about, you know, with all the right intentions being wrong and offending somebody and then putting that on social media. And that really scares the living to doodles out of me. And, um, kind of when the, when George Floyd, Floyd died and this started to get really, really big online, I was like, I'm staying out of it. I don't want to say anything that could end me up in trouble. And I learned very, very quickly that you're better putting something out there with the right intentions um, and making a mistake and learning from it than you are being silent. Mm. Well, for me, like I told you, things like this happen on a daily day basis, unfortunately, and it happened at work. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see it and it's like, really, dude, come on now. And uh, from what I've seen and what I've dealt with with individuals over the years, a lot of them don't even realize it because now they're making all of these protests. There are people that are blocking the streets and they want to mm-hmm. contribute and they want to try and do something, which I commend them. But other people say, oh, I don't see color. But when you say certain things like that, that I don't see color, you're already dismissing the fact of, and the feelings of the other person that you're seeing. Mm. As somebody who is white and from middle class family um, in an area that is, I'd say very confidently, 99.9% white. Um, like I kind of thought this is, you know, some extreme form of something that happens somewhere that's not in my country, blah, 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 blah. But having these conversations since the George Floyd um, killing, having these conversations, actually these opinions run really, really deep and are really, really commonplace, not just in the UK, but in the US, in Australia, uh, New Zealand, and almost every country in the world. And I think if you are sat at home thinking, and as I've seen many people on Twitter, this doesn't happen in my country. This has got nothing to do with us, blah, 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 blah. You're wrong. It does. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Oh, of course. Every single colonized country and continent, Mm. it happens. Yeah. Um, The other thing, too, is that, especially in America, unfortunately, history is not taught properly. Mm-hmm. They only teach a certain type of history. And um, the only uh, savagery they really teach is uh, the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really dwell into slavery. They don't talk about a lot of the positive things that uh, African-Americans have done in this country. They didn't talk about uh, the massacre that um, happened in Tulsa, Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of kids, they don't know that. And the reason why they don't know is because those people who are in power don't want them to know. Because, of course, you would get angry when you hear that you see your own government is tear gassing you, shooting you, bringing tanks down on you, kind of like what's happening now in America mm-hmm. with all of these protests, especially in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. They don't they don't want you to know that. And my mom did tell me, too, I'm not going to notice racism until I get older, which is true. When I first started college, when I went to university, you know, I guess I sat at the wrong side in the cafeteria and these, you know, privileged girls came to me and asked me if I was lost. I didn't, I had no idea what they were talking about. I said, no, are you? So they just looked at me like, who does she think she is? And they walked away. So, and I had no idea what the hell was wrong with them because I was already stressed from being in college, this was my first time. And I, you know, I was a mommy's girl and I was away from my mother and I, you know, I, mm. everything was just so new. I didn't have any friends, didn't have anybody. And then these, you know, little girls, white girls came to me telling me and asking me if I'm lost. I'm like, just bitch, get away from me. I don't know. I didn't say that, mm. you know, cause you know, I'm a scaredy cat. I, back then I was a scaredy cat. Now just don't come to my face. You're a big softie. Yeah, I am. But, you know, in this day and age right now, if you just come to me the wrong way, I'm probably going to bite your head off. And to be quite honest, fair enough. Um, And like, as you were saying before about, you know, you're not active on social media, you haven't been posting about Black Lives Matter and stuff. It's not up to you to be doing it, Um, which I 
feel quite passionately about as well. It's up to other people who haven't had, had to be living with this their entire lives and every day think about this to do it and to pick up that education hole. It's just like, um, <clears throat> if you guys don't know anything about Titus for Titus, one of them specifically pointed out it's not her job to educate you. And I think Sharina Clanton, who played mm-hmm. Doreen on Wentworth, also said that as well. Like, it's not mm-hmm. her job to educate you. If you want to know more about this, if you want to know more about that, then maybe you should go and look it up yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the other problem is as well is that Sometimes when you do look up things, it's quite biased because you don't know who the person is who's writing it. Mm-hmm. You don't know what their take or outlook is on it as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recommend some things now. This brought okay. me really nicely to this part. So there are a couple of things that I have found really helpful in terms of my reading and understanding. Um, a book called Check Your Privilege by Maisha Hill and they have an Instagram account as well and they do regular lives like Instagram lives where you can ask questions and it's a really nice environment and it's just basically teaching you um, about privilege about white privilege um, and about privilege you have as a male um, and all types of things that you can be doing to just make sure that you're aware of that and act accordingly so that's a really good one um and the book which i'm halfway through so i haven't finished this yet um which is why i'm no longer talking to white people about race um by rennie edo lodge um who also has a podcast called about race um and that is a really good one as well um to kind of learn about privilege really essentially fact that it's taken several people to die in really brutal circumstances for me to even look at this and go hang on I need to learn is shocking and a problem and I will hold my hands up and admit that well yeah it's true and there are still some who will just ignore it and dismiss it and that's the other problem because you'll have people who are like, oh, there's no such thing as white privilege. Because a lot of these people, I did have a discussion with one friend who, she's awake now. And she's like, well, I'm poor too. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you see, you may be poor, but you have more advantages than somebody like me who's middle class. Because we could go down into, I don't know certain parts of Philadelphia and I, you won't get looks mm-hmm. but I'll get looks like well what the fuck are you doing here yeah you know I go camping with my um my buddy uh, the one who I was telling you about who she says all lives matter and she's a Trump supporter but mm-hmm. we go camping in Philadelphia and we you know sometimes go to the bar and, you know, they have a jukebox there and everything. And, you know, sometimes I play my Fleetwood Mac or whatever. I'm, I'm, I, like all, I like all types of music, so it doesn't really matter. But then before I start playing that type of music, because some of the people, especially the older people, they like to sing to that music. You know, I get these looks like, well, what the fuck are you doing here? Are you in the right mm-hmm. place? Do you know what you're doing? And it's, 
you know, before it never used to bother me because I'm like, well, I don't care. I'm just here to do it. I'm going to spend my money with you people anyway, right? But now it's gotten to the point where it's like, are these people going to hurt me? Even though they wouldn't be able to because my friend, she's like six foot something. So they wouldn't really mess with me because they'd have to go through her to get to me because she would protect me. But that's besides the point. But if I had gone in there by myself, I would probably be, be afraid. And then there are other people who says, well, you have no business going there anyway. Well, isn't this supposed to be America? You're supposed to be free to go wherever you want, right? Mm-hmm. But that's just not the case for certain people. But then on the flip side, a white person will come, a all lives matter person or a blue lives matter person will come to me. And like, well, there are certain parts that I wouldn't want to go to either. But guess what? Some of the certain parts you can go because nobody's really going to bother you. You know why? Because they know if they touch you, all hell would be paid. Whereas in my case, if I were to get hurt, it'd be a closed case because it's like we couldn't find anybody. I'll give you a good example. There was a lady, a black lady who got um, attacked in New York City in the subways. This was maybe two years ago. Mm -hmm. They have yet to find her assaulter. They they haven't found the person. And I found that baffling because there are so many cameras in New York City. How is it that they did not find this person? But there uh, was a recent report that came out in the New England Journal of Medicine that stated that kids of color, when they're operated on, die more versus their white counterparts, which also backs up the article that I read a couple of years ago in the New England Journal of Medicine that stated that kids, black kids who have sickle cell versus their white counterparts who have thalassemia don't get the pain management they need. Now, we're not talking about adults, you know, because supposedly when you're an adult, you're supposed to take the pain. Pain isn't something, I, I actually got my certification in pain management, so I know about pain. I dealt with cancer patients and I know what pain is like. I've been through surgery myself. I know what pain is like. It's not something to be messed with. I can't say that I understand sickle cell or thalassemia pain, but pain doesn't feel good. Let's put it that way, right? You stub your toes sometimes and you're like, oh, fuck, that hurts. Or you slam your finger in the door and you cry out. So that's temporary pain. But when you're a sickler, that's constant pain. It can go on for hours, sometimes days, and it's debilitating. You ask somebody who has cancer in your family, and it, it, it's not good, okay? Hip surgery, all of it, you know, hip surgery, it's temporary. They'll go away. But cancer pain, sickle cell pain, thalassemia pain, that's, that's constant and chronic pain. It doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So when you have somebody who's in serious pain and they go to the hospital, they're looking for relief. But unfortunately, when you're when you go and you're of a certain color, they just look at you and they think, oh, maybe this is a drug addict kid or, you know, maybe they're just talking out of their ass and uh, maybe they're just saying whatever, whatever, whatever. But the point of the matter is when you have racial bias, that accounts for all of the problems that we have in our healthcare system. And it shows they already have the documented proof that People of color don't get treated properly. Now, a lot of people could say, oh, well, because a lot of people of color don't have insurance, because their jobs don't pay for it. Yes, this is true. But they also did studies on individuals who have health insurance, and they too are racially biased treated. 
Yeah. And it's sad. It's really sad. It's very sad. How is that going to change? I really don't know to tell you. I don't think it will, to be honest with you. I really don't think, I think it will. It ha- I think it has to, and it's, it's down to this generation that we've got now, the generation that is connected via the internet. So news travels really, really fast. Um, we've got a, an age of influencers, and if these influencers and these people with the millions and millions of social media following get their message out to as many people as they can to say, hang on, we need to be, it's not just enough to just not be racist anymore. Um, you've got to be actively anti-racist. And this is uh, this term that I've seen a lot and it's actively anti-racist, which means if somebody says something, call them up on it. If somebody does something, call them up on it. Just keep checking yourself all the time. You know, am I benefiting because I'm a white person? Yes. What can I do about it? Can I talk about it? Can I tell other people about it? Let's open up these discussions and be comfortable being uncomfortable. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. But then yeah. I'm going to be the devil's advocate for you. For if it. somebody says that, oh, yeah, I'm anti-racist. Um, a lot of them are self-reflecting on themselves. And you know how we are as individuals. Like. There's nothing wrong with me, so why should I even bother with this? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not, I'm not a racist, so mm-hmm. I don't don't look at me like I, I forget it. No, it, it shouldn't happen. The other thing, like I know we're going to get into it. I let go of a lot of feelings for some of the cast members in regards to what's going on with the Black Lives Matter. Now I get yeah. it. You know, you have to be <sighs> careful when you speak on social media, because, you know, you just one little thing, even if you don't mean anything by it, it yeah. can just blow up your career. Yeah. And, I get and it. I'd like to take this opportunity, just sorry to interrupt you there. No, that's fine. Talk about cancel culture, because this whole idea of canceling somebody for one thing that they said in 2015 isn't okay. It's okay to call people out and say, actually, that wasn't good, or it's it's right to call people out on their silence and say, you've been silent about this matter, you know, please can you speak up on it? However, it is not right to actively try and ruin somebody's career and get involved in their personal life over something that they have said. Allow them the chance to correct themselves, to learn from it and to develop as a human being. We've all done things wrong. Jesus I'm so glad that I didn't have social media as a kid. Oh, me too. Oh my God, would that have been terrible. I would have been a disaster. And I will admit to my flaws. And your views change as you grow up, as you learn. Yes. Your views change. My views have, have completely changed, I'd say, even over the last 18 months. I've met people and I've gone, I've, uh, I, I need to look at myself here. Or, or my views have just developed over time. Um, so it's okay to be wrong. What's not okay is to not learn. Correct. And that's the problem that people don't, they don't want to do it because unfortunately for some of them, it'll just dismantle their whole belief system. The fact that there are more actors with these huge followings, some have tens of thousands of followers on these platforms, have been silent, but not only silent, promoting their own money-making schemes yeah like that and i'm gonna i'm gonna say that there's 
you know, some actors that I held in great high regard. Yeah, me too. And um, now I, I, I will not, I'll make sure that my money is not going in their pocket. Yeah, same. Um, until they kind of say something like. Yeah, but that goes back to white privilege, right? Because it doesn't yeah. concern them. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes to um, how some individuals within the Wentworth community actually have uh, taken on the Black Lives Matter. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the other thing is, well, it's happening all over the world, but the main stay is going on in England. Ah, England. What am I saying? Yes. <laughs> in US. I think I live in England. I will come to live there honey. one day. But, you know, it was disheartening because there were some cast members that I really looked up to and I really liked and admired. And then their silence kind of just made me rethink, well, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, why, why yeah. are you posting pictures of this person and showing, you know, giving homage when they couldn't even give a fuck? Even though it's not me personally, but it's within the community that mm -hmm. I'm represented by, right? Because mm -hmm. in this country, even though part of two of my parents are half black and half white and part Asian and Spanish. I'm not recognized. I'm just recognized as a black girl here. Mm -hmm. I don't recognize myself as that. I recognize myself as multiracial and mm -hmm. cultured. But in this country, when they look at you, they're like, Oh yeah, she must be from the Bronx somewhere. Oh yeah. She must be having five kids, not married and stuff like that. One of the good things for you as a human being to grow is to get to know somebody who is completely opposite of yourself. If you don't mingle, you're not going to know anything and you're just going to always have this bias that, oh my God, like mm. so and so's hoe. Signing off this episode with Black Lives Definitely Matter and there is no freedom until. Yeah, and try to uh, have those difficult conversations that you know you don't want to have and look in the mirror and just admit that you're a racist and you're trying your best to become anti-racist. Yeah, and read the books. There's a um, So in our bio on our Instagram, there is a link, which is like a master document of all the petitions there are to sign. Um, funds to donate to if you've got a bit of spare cash I know this is a tight time for a lot of people so if you haven't just share these petitions it's really important ending on that stay safe attend protests if you can if you want to and, wear a mask um, wear a fucking mask you dick yeah so we're signing off alright see you later stay masked and slotty okay <laughs> bye <laughs>